Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Everybody, this is Doctor Homebrew. The uh, month is—I uh, don't know what is it, March, March, whatever it is. The time is now, and we're here to talk about homebrew. We're here to judge homebrew. We have two Brian's, uh, both uh, men, and both <laughs> ma- uh, grandmaster BJCP judges. And there's no other show like this stupid show that we've been doing since 2013. Uh, Brian Cooper, I was listening back to uh, to some of our old shows. And I sucked back then. Well, we all sucked back then, to be honest with you. Um, you know, mainly we have this uh, this new ad service. You guys listening on the session, you'll you'll recognize this sort of conversation. But uh, you know, it's a way to deliver some ads, especially to our older content, because you know we need to make money on this thing. And well, you don't want an ad from 1972, you know, on the <laughs> like a show you just downloaded, right? I well, need a second yacht. So those those ad sales are important. That's right. Brian Shar needs a second yacht. Uh, and uh, anyway, so. I'm, I have to go back through all of our library of this show to um, insert ad spaces. So I had to listen, you know, not all the way through, but I have to like skim through and find the commercial where, breaks yeah. and then drop the thing in to like say, hey, this is real estate. This is where you could put this this yeah. ad. And so, man, the audio, just even the, the, the production value, the audio was very bad. Uh, in those early shows, but you know what, we got better. It was sad because you know you heard I heard Lee there for a bit, yeah. and I was like, oh man, I remember that dude. I mean, obviously, he was a good guy. He was a good dude. Smart he's man. very, he's still very much missed. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, it was uh, it was a trip, man, just to go through because I don't listen back. To, yeah, I listen back to the current shows, like you know, after we recorded to take out some stuff and compress it, and you know, whatever, make sure that it, it sounds as good as we can make it sound, <laughs> uh, which is not very good sometimes. But you know, it was uh, I don't know, it was a trip, man. Yeah, I think you know the the only reason that that's, anybody listened to the show way back when we started was was probably because you know <laughs> Lee told him to. <laughs> Lee was Lee was yeah. He was yeah. the bomb, man. Five sixteen thirteen was our first show. Like, who's this Brian wow. guy? Out of that? Five sixteen. So we're almost coming up on our what is it, Matt? Six year anniversary. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, damn, dude, six years is a long time to be doing this dumb show. To have people send us their beer. Children have grown. Yeah, children have <laughs> been going to school now. Yeah, children have been created. During this uh, whole thing. Anyway, uh, we have a good show for you guys tonight. We do have uh, a pale ale from Paul. And we're gonna get. Let's just get Paul on the line here, huh? Sure. All right. You guys talk amongst yourselves while I get Paul's phone. Hey, over. we'll open the beer, man. All right, you open the beer. Is a pale ale. Let me find Paul's stupid phone number. I need a better way to uh, to have everybody's phone number in a way that I don't have to, 
You know, I don't have to search for it. Uh, there it is right there. Get a Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I do already have them, like, already had them ready, piped in and ready to go on Skype, uh, man. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Start call. Jason, there's a beer over there by your, um, so don't dump that on I the appreciate board. appreciate it. I'll try not to do that, Brian. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Wild hand gestures. Paul, are you there? I am. Hello. Hey, how's it going, dude? Hey. Good. How are you? Perfect. Oh, you know what? Before, I'm sorry. Before we get to you, I forgot. I don't know how to mention <laughs> our sponsor. I know, right? You, hey, Paul, did who's you our, forget who, the beer again? No. Who's, oh our, main, who's our main uh, uh, intro sponsor here? You, you probably know this. Yes. Uh... Five star, that's right. Five, five star, star chemicals. Yeah, sorry, yeah. No, hey man, the, yeah, yeah. No, you should uh, kick Brian. Br- come to the studio and just punch Brian in the arm, yeah, for putting you on the spot there. Yeah, we've been doing this since 2013. The title sponsor has not changed. It's Five Star Chemicals. Go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about the best ways to make better beer, which is cleaning and then sanitizing your equipment. You got to do it right. There, you, you as home brewers, we all like to, to talk about what professional brewers do in recipe be formulation all that kind of stuff but then we still use you know chemicals that claim to clean and sanitize at the same time no professional brewery does that so don't do it you want to make the best beer possible clean first sanitize takes two chemicals do it it's really easy and they're environmentally safe that's a all great right. combination. Yeah, I think so, too. It's the old one-two punch for Mother Earth <laughs> in favor of, I don't know. Mother Earth will punch you right in the face. That's right. She will do it, too. Uh, all right, Paul. Hey, how's it going, man? It's, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. We're ready to drink this pale ale. But uh, first, let me ask, how long have you been homebrewing? Uh, I started homebrewing back in 2008. Okay, 2008. Nice. Is this your yeah. first pale ale? This can't be your first pale ale. This is not my first pale. Um, this is the first one that I brewed that I really, really enjoyed. Okay. All right. How many? Is this a, like a reoccurring recipe? Because like, what I do, I, I'll brew the same style, but it'll be a totally different fucking recipe because I'm stupid yeah. like that. Yeah, I attended the uh, UC Davis short class uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. And uh, the Sierra Nevada Endowed Brewer there um, <laughs> He came up with this pale ale recipe, and it was really good. So I wanted to kind of do something like that. And this was loosely based on that. I followed the hop schedule pretty much to what he did, um, but I used some slightly different malts. Okay, excellent. Uh, Well, Brian Shar, you want to start us off, dude? I certainly will. All right, let's go. Let's talk about this pale ale. Uh, So I really enjoyed it. And, uh, Paul, as we're going through here, you know, this is the first one you said you made you really liked. So just, Mm -hmm. you know, do it the way you like it, no matter what you hear from us, right? If if it's something you you like, sitting and drinking a keg of this and sharing it with your friends, we're we're happy to uh, give you our feedback. But if you like it, do it the same way every time, man. So um, aroma, I uh, thought it was initially very hop-focused, very grapefruit, uh, very grapefruit zest even. It was very fresh uh, and very grapefruit-focused. I'm guess, guessing Amarillo, but there are other hops that will give you that, uh, that grapefruit character. Uh, no esters, very low malt. Uh, there's some malt that comes through, but this is very much a, a hop showcase in the, the aroma. No grassiness, which you sometimes can get from dry hopping, and I'll, I think we'll ask you about your hop schedule uh, a little later. Uh, gave it a 9 out of 12 for aroma. Uh, appearance, 3 out of 3. Uh, head is large and white with uh, small bubbles. 
uh, beer is crystal clear. You can read through an inch of this beer. It's, oh, yeah. it's amazing how clear this beer is. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, golden in color. The flavor uh, initially is almost like a grapefruit juice, right? Anyone talks about mm. beers that are juicy. This is certainly not hazy at all. This is clear and, and beautiful, but there's it, it, almost like a grapefruit juice flavor to me initially. Uh, uh, high hot bitterness comes up in mid-palate right afterwards, uh, and that bitterness follows into the finish. Uh, very low malt flavor, uh, less than I really expected for the style. And the finish is kind of this grapefruit uh, hop uh, flavor and bitterness. Uh, very, very flavorful, uh, and I think it's really good. No off off flavors, but because there's less malt than I kind of expected, I gave it a 12 out of 20 for flavor. Um, mouthfeel, uh, body is medium. Carbonation is low, less than expected for this style. Uh, and I think we'll, we'll ask you later whether you bottle-conditioned or bottled from a keg. I would guess you may have bottled from a keg because it's the problem that we all have, myself included. When you bottle from the keg, uh, you always, unless you do something about it, you're always going to have less carbonation uh, than you'd really ultimately like in that bottle. Uh, no warming, uh, more creamy than perky, uh, no astringency, gave it four out of five for mouthfeel. And overall impression, uh, I gave it 7 out of 10 for a total score of 35. I really like this beer. Uh, I think it needs a little more carbonation and a little more malt character. Right? The hops are, are fresh and really tasty and really aromatic, but it really overwhelms all the malt character in this beer. Uh, you know, not every pale ale has to be just a total malt bomb or crystal malt or what have you. But I think in this case, maybe a little more specialty malt or something i wouldn't necessarily back off on the hops but maybe a little something more a half pound of some kind of specialty malt a victory malt or something uh might give you a little bit more of the back malt backbone that this beer really could use Hmm. uh to me this is right on the pale ale slash ipa line uh and it sounds like you didn't brew it as an ipa and enter it as a pale ale it sounds like you brewed this as a pale ale but it's 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 very you know technical merit i give us a flawless intangibles it's wonderful it's just because of the these are these are recipe and not technical issues uh i thought it was still really well made uh, beer that i would still regardless of that score i'll sit here and drink several pints of this it was really good yeah yeah i agree what'd you give it uh, 35. Okay. Yeah, you're talking about the grapefruit juice. I definitely got grapefruit in aroma. Kind of is a grapefruit all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like grapefruit. Yeah. And that's a great character uh, for, for hops. I, I love the grapefruity hops. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're a grapefruit head, dude. Exactly. All right, Brian. The grateful head. <laughs> um, grapefruit hey, yeah. Head. Uh, likewise, I found this to be a uh, have a very pleasant um, hop, hop nose right up front, um, shining over the... Kind of basic, you know, crackery base malt. Uh, and it, there's, a, there's a hint of toastiness in there. I, I find, um, but yeah, kind of a medium, medium level, uh, pleasant hop character. Since there's not as much malt character there for it to, you know, to fight with, it really does stand out nicely. But I like that it's not, you know, it's, it's restrained enough that it's not like, oh god, this is somebody's IPA. They entered as a freaking, you know, a pale ale because like the style creep is just going nuts these days and. You know, give me a classic pale ale. I, it, it's, it is more like the classic pale ale that I expect, but yeah, the hops shine through really nicely, which I also like. Um, there's um, 
a medium high kind of apple pear fruitiness in the esters. Uh, the ester profile is nice. It even has a little kind of slight stone fruit notes in there, a little apricot kind of thing. Um, you know, uh, no no DMS or diacetyl. I didn't get any any faults. Um, so yeah, I scored it a ten on uh, aroma there. Appearance wise. Also, perfect for a very clear golden colored beer with a, a low off white head that, that persists uh, fairly well and had pinpoint and some finer bubbles. Uh, so, yeah, just a pretty looking beer, nice and clear. Uh, Flavor wise, it's got a pleasant base malt, uh, low, you know, pretty, very low toast, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, basic kind of bread and, um, you know, a little bit of maltiness, but not, not too much yeah, coming through. Definitely, definitely. Hops to me are clean, and um, I did I mention the hop character. I was getting kind of a um, a little resiny and citrusy, uh, you know, a little bit of grapefruit, but also other you know, little other citrus fruits, a little lemon lime kind of uh, edge too. Also, in there, um, yeah, at a pretty medium level, not overpowering, just pleasantly prominent again. So balance to the uh, hop for sure. Uh, clean ale ferment, apparent. It finishes nice and dry, which I like as well. Um, no DMS or diacetyl. Uh, the hops just linger nicely into the aftertaste. Um, so that just that resiny, citrusy, fun, you know, a little... Fun. It's fun. not like it's not dank. It's not it's not really tropical or anything like that. So I'm like, yeah, there's some nice classic hops in this, and that's a really fun refreshing. Is a, fun is a good descriptor. I've never really well, like you. kind yeah. of. Considered I didn't write that. that on my sheet. I'm just ad libbing here. You know, I can really <laughs> oh, I throw can out tell. words like that. You yeah. know, descriptive adjectives. And, fun. Uh, Move yeah. over, Nicole Ernie. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a whole new section in the uh, 2020 score sheet. How fun, uh, for is fun. It? Yeah, three there points is, for fun. Uh, <laughs> it's really fun. It's quite decent. It has a nice. But you know what? Like as 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 you know, uh, all respect as, as kind of ridiculous as that descriptor is, it sort of does match a beer like this that doesn't that that's not about being in your face. It's still reserved. It is very I don't know progressive or modern, I guess, as far as a pale ale recipe kind of goes. But it is just a, a delightful beer. It's not just oh this is clearly a 1995 pale ale or oh this is clearly a session IPA mm-hmm. um, right. that's miscategorized. It's just. It's just kind of fun to drink. Without exactly. you don't need to break it down. You don't need to analyze it. It's just this. It is what it is. So I, I actually, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> JP doesn't even really like hoppy beers. This mm. is great. I don't like high alcohol beers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. High alcohol hoppy yeah. beers. Yeah. Jokes on you. This is 10. percent um, You didn't know. Yeah, I'm hammered already. I'll feel wise. Actually, has GHB in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the mouthfeel, it comes out, with, you know, kind of where it should be: uh, medium light body, no obvious astringency or harshness to it. It's really smooth on the palate. Um, it's not very creamy. It doesn't really need need to be, you know, super smooth either. So, uh, but no no warmth or anything like that. It's just nice, crisp, and refreshing and fun. You know, um, overall impression. Uh, it's just a very nice nice American Pale Ale with, with very. Um, clean presentation hops are well chosen and expressing at a very nice level um the, the head could actually persist just a touch better um just a fine point but it kind of you know after a while it did die out and it's you know uh maybe a little more carbonation and maybe from the keg it's pouring a little fuller head that sticks around better uh but that's not too hard with with all the hops in here to get the head to, head to do a little better there but that's okay um yeah it's well brewed could use it yeah, maybe a touch more malt. I can kind of agree with Brian on that as well. You know, just to stand up to the the, the hops even a bit more. But I found this to be kind of a a modern um, 
twist on the classic American pale ale because you know classically you would have um, a, a bigger malt presence, but in a way, um, I somewhat prefer my uh, IPAs and pale ales to be on the lighter side for color. So those those hops and, and malt character, so the hops do shine through like that. If if you put it too high, then it starts to get a little muddled. And and to me, it's just hey, this is this is great. You know, sometimes you have a pale ale, it's like there's a good amount of hops there, but there's so much malt that you hardly taste them, and it kind of throws the balance off. Yeah. the other way for me. This one, yeah, it might be balanced more. This kind of um, you know light uh, light touch on the malt way, but I really enjoyed it. I gave it a forty points uh, score there. So damn. I just really enjoyed. Well, there this you beer. go. I could drink a lot of it. Nice, thank you. Um, um, what did you th- did you note the bottle fill level by any chance? Did you guys see that? Uh, appropriate. Uh, yeah, it seemed okay. Okay. When so with the carbonation, uh, can I get into it now, or do you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, so with carbonation, I did have some problems with uh, my bottle gun, my uh, uh-huh. beer gun. Uh, the little rubber knob at the bottom kept popping off and. Uh-huh. It was, yeah, it was pain in the ass. We're looking at um, the, the third <laughs> bottle here, and it's it, it's filled. It's a little, maybe a tiny touch low, but it's not way out. Yeah. Would, you would you get would you get knocked? Point off of that. No, no. This, this is how I would fill with a beer gun, and frankly, and yeah. I don't. I don't mean to. I love John Blickman, and I love the beer gun, but the beer gun's not a cure all. No, and no, no, I, no. I have carbonation issues bottling with the beer gun, like everybody else does, and just like if you bottled off of, you know, just the tap on the thing. I mean, it's it's, it's a problem. There's always an issue when you're going from a keg to a bottle and you got to figure out how to deal with that with your own process. Absolutely. Uh, but no, I would never, uh, this is totally acceptable uh, headspace. Yeah, I would never fine. ding someone on that. It's okay, maybe cool. like, yeah, like just an inch from the bottom of the cap or just so, a little more than an inch maybe. But. Inch and a half maybe. Yeah. No, it's totally, that. that's the space that that beer gun takes up in the bottle and that's, I'm very familiar with that amount of headspace in, in a long neck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I also bottled this. Uh, it was January 21st because I wrote it on the cap on on the one I just popped, and there was very little hiss when I popped it open. So hmm. I, I haven't bottled with the beer gun and hung on to it for that long. So I don't know if that's normal or or what. But um, I did. I, I've since bottled a few more. Sent them into a couple. I sent them into first round of NHC, and I also sent them into. Uh, uh, the first annual Garden State Homebrew Contest entered cool. as the American Pale Ale, and it came in, uh, got a silver for it. Oh, oh nice. wonderful, fantastic! Over, yeah, thank you. Um, with an overall score of thirty-nine, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I was driving and I saw that. I was like, "Holy shit!" it was all smiles all day. And then I crashed yeah, my car. That's and... really consistent <laughs> with what we just came up with, right? Because that's right like, in the middle of, yeah, of our average is right uh, there, yeah, noise in the uh, statistically. Significant. We're right at that thirty-nine ourselves, yeah. essentially. But was it fun? Hell yeah! They did not mention it was fun. They just said good job. <laughs> I you know, would honestly nice. write. I would Nobody write. said fun. Yeah, I would yeah. write the head, uh, the organizer, and complain personally. But that's just me. People, I think that yeah. have fun in Jersey. And, and when you enter competitions too, you have to think about what are judges expecting in the beer these days. When it's you know, if you enter what a. A classic pale ale tasted like in the '90s. It's it's not going to score as well today. It's just not. It's it's well. I mean, you know, most judges that that do know the style forward and backward would would forgive it for that. And there's a wide range of balances that you can express. But it's yeah, these days it's you know a little lighter, a little heavier hop. 
a little drier. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. You want Paul, a, are you in a homebrew club? I'm sorry? Are you in a homebrew club, Paul? I am. Yes, I am. You want to give him a uh, shout-out bar- while we're on the air? Uh, yeah. It's Brian the, loves uh, that. Barley, Barley Legal Homebrew Club in South New Jersey. Right. Wow, wow. Uh, are you near yeah. Point Pleasant at all? <laughs> uh, Point Pleasant's about an hour east of me. I'm closer to the Philadelphia area. Because I bought a hot dog one well, time in Point Pleasant, and they have the greatest <laughs> amount of hot dogs there. I have a friend from school that was actually in the city council in Point Pleasant. You know, it's been a long time. But uh, anyway, just a silly question. Uh, and I think Jason, were you about to ask him for a recipe? Am I going <laughs> yeah, to stop talking? If you stop talking for half a second. Right now, yeah, what's the weather like right over now. there, Paul? I'm not talking anymore starting right now. Yeah, I mean, the year was very fun. You guys are having a great time yeah so. uh hit us with your recipe if you wouldn't mind please <laughs> okay so six gallons into the fermenter um i'll give you percentages it was 82.1 percent of breeze two row uh 6.7 percent of biscuit 6.7 percent of munich and 4.5 percent of white wheat yeah, that's and nice. I wasn't getting I any, any caramel in here so it's mm-hmm. like, yeah he's got to be using a little munich or something in there nice yes yeah. Yeah, so I, I did rebrew this uh, this past weekend, and I upped the wheat to uh, basically doubled it, used a full pound. Yeah, that can help um, the head a bit too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I was pouring it out of the keg, I mean, this thing had a really nice, long-lasting white head, um, and it just you know, it, nice lacing down the glass, and it just it lingered throughout pretty much throughout the entire thing. So, um, in terms of hops. Um, there was a very small bittering addition, just like three IBUs early on, like 60 minutes. And then uh, two 15-minute additions of Citra and Mosaic. And then two 20-minute additions of Citra and Mosaic at the Whirlpool. Hmm. And I was able to Whirlpool them for uh, 20 minutes at 175 degrees. And then... Uh, use the White Labs uh, WLP 90 for the yeast and fermented at 66 and then increased it to 69 for diacetyl rest and then dry hopped for three days with a shitload of Citra and a shitload of Mosaic. Nice. That's a... Uh, yeah, a scientific term, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. It, it came out to two ounces each. I love okay. the way that Citra and Mosaic play together. Um, yeah. And it does give it that nice. I think I'm just so used to it now because I drink uh, I drink a lot of Maui Waui from Altamont Beer Works, mm. <laughs> and um, that's what that's the blend. So um, yeah, it's just kind of my new classic hop <laughs> combo. I think it just they, they do play nice together. Yeah, Paul, I'm I'm gonna come up on my score on this one as this is warming up. I mean, I, I kind of went back. You're talking about your malt bill. Which is complex and interesting. It's not just like you threw in 100% two-row and some hops, which yeah. is kind of the, the common American pale ale recipe. Uh, as this has, has warmed up, I definitely get more malt character to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming up more to Brian's score, which is closer to what you had in that, that one comp. Your, your malt bill is fine. I think maybe we were drinking this a little colder, which is why I wasn't getting the malt character out of it that... I, I should have nice, been, but don't yeah. don't change this, man. This this is really good. It's a nice golden, cool. you know, deep golden color. It's not, yeah. it's not like straw, you know, pale yellow colored pale ale. It's it's got something to it. So it's, it's yeah, pretty. I, yeah, like like I said, I mean, this was the first one that I brewed that I really enjoyed. Um, it was also um, I just 
last year I, I converted a portion of my basement to an electric brewery. Fun. And nice. It, yeah, this was uh, this was one of the first beers that came out of it where like everything went. There was like no problems whatsoever. Like, I didn't miss <laughs> anything. I every I hit every single number. I, I gravity really dead good, nuts so. on. Yeah, nice. I like those days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those those are good days. And then there are other days where you're sitting there like, why the fuck oh isn't pH where it's supposed to be? And, yeah. So. Did you design yeah. and build your own system, or I, I did? Yeah, cool. I, did. I I did some research. Um, I was you know trying to figure out do I want to buy something you know buy like a huge you know invest like five grand and buy like a whole kit or do I just piece it together? And I ended up piecing it together. It's nice. mostly Blickman um, twenty gallon kettles. I got the rims rocket, got the Blickman temp controllers and things like that. Nice. Like chiller. And uh, the SS Brewtech fermenters, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, sounds like it. All right, Paul. Yeah. Hey, well, if that's it, we'll let you go. Um, actually, I do have one other question. Let's go. Did you guys? So on the score sheet, they mentioned that it, there was some slight astringency, and I don't really get it. Um, did you guys on the from the homebrew contest? The feedback I got was was there was some slight astringency. Did I you guys get that at all? Or I didn't get. No, I, mean, I really didn't get any. At least nothing that okay. I would point out or or ding you a point for. I mean, I felt a little bit of like the hot polyphenols will give you a, just a touch of that feeling, but it doesn't feel like a grain astringency. It's not that husky, you know, biting kind of sharpness. Yeah. It's just the, the hop edge. You feel the hop edge a little bit on the tongue, but it's not really uh, unpleasant or biting. It's always going to be there in a pale ale or an IPA. So okay. I didn't knock it any there. Okay. Yeah. Because I was wondering how could I address that? I mean, there is like, it's one, it's less than three grams of hops in the beginning at 60 minutes. So it's not really produced. It's not contributing a whole lot in terms of IBUs. Yeah. And I think the bulk of the IBUs are coming from the 15-minute and then the Whirlpool. Yeah, yeah. clearly. That's another twist, too, is like I noticed the bitterness backed way off. It lets it kind of lets everything else kind of shine through. It's not, and it is a little more modern twist on the, the classic, but but still kind of it fits it nicely and has, has, a, has a fun balance to it. It's fun. I said fun again. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. I, I wouldn't yeah. worry too much about it. It's fun. for fun. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you guys appreciate it, and I hope the uh, – I'll yeah. be sending in some more. So thanks for sharing and being patient awesome. uh, with us getting Same. on the show. And, and yeah, sounds good. good chatting with you. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, and thank you guys. Have a good night. All right, Paul. You too. Later. Take care. Bye. Cool. All right. I meant to ask him what the ABV was because I don't think it was on the low end. Uh, like it. I don't know. That Nine. Tasted a little bit of. Uh, yeah. I don't know. If I had to guess, I guess that was probably six, six and a half. If I had to guess. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Honestly, I would say five and a half, six, maybe. Yeah. It's not. It wasn't hot or warm. It wasn't. I got a little warming, but you know, I don't think it was five a and a half. I think it, I would go. I would go six. I'd go strong pale. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you know, whatever. What are we gonna do? All right, we're gonna take a quick break, everybody. We'll be right back with Doctor Homebrew. Uh, don't leave, please, please. <laughs> Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house here. in Santa Monica, California, <laughs> making my Shut extract. Ever have your own ideas about what to do? Idea <laughs> of all grain brewing. 
homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Before we get Andrew on the line, let me do a quick uh, read about GrogTag. Go to grogtag.com right now. Save 10% on custom homebrew labels, coasters, metal signs, bottle caps, bottle tags, anything you want, basically, uh, by using code BNARMY at checkout. You get 10% off. Uh, or you can go to the new beta site and help them out over there, too. And uh, they have a, a few of the designs up there on grogtag, uh, beta.grogtag.com. Uh, if you give them a little feedback on how the thing is, you can try their new uh, label editor where you can actually drop text boxes in and, and kind of a lot of stuff that everyone's been asking for. So check them out, grogtag.com. They're good people making good labels. And uh, now we got some good beer porn from Andrew. Are you there, Andrew? Andrew. Did I, yeah, I clicked the button. Andrew's not there. Why isn't Andrew there? Uh, Andrew, I need we're you. We're trying to get you, sir. I need you Please in my talk ears. talk to us. All right, well, I'll email yeah. him. Uh, Brian Cooper, if you want to start. Yeah, so this, um, the label says that it's a um, coconut cookie with 16B as the, um, the base that's an oatmeal stout. Um, what I happen to know, it has toasted coconut and uh, raisin in it, and a little brown sugar. Uh, just in the detailed sheets that we, we get detailed notes in the background. Uh, so yeah, there probably, maybe there wasn't room on the label for all of that. But um, so we judged as a, I judged as a twenty nine a fruit beer for the the raisin and, and a, you know coconut is actually a, a fruit of the the coconut tray. Uh, so, uh, aroma wise, I got a pleasant chocolate and light roast in the nose, uh, hints of coffee, a smooth, uh, coconut comes through medium low. I really liked that. The, um, there was a nice vanilla like note as well. Uh, medium low fruity esters. Uh, I didn't get any DMS or diacetyl and there's no, no real hops here to speak of. Uh, and that's fine for the style. Uh, appearance wise, the head starts fairly low and fades, faded to, a ring of finer bubbles after a little while. Uh, left a few patches of foam there. Uh, tan in color. Clarity seems good, but the beer is very dark brown, uh, almost opaque. But you can see at the edges there's a little clarity to it there. So it seems pretty good there. Um, flavor-wise, yeah. I'm getting a pleasant uh, coffee and cream-like character in there. It's got a toasted coconut emerging stronger here. It was really it was lighter in the aroma, but it's coming through nicely, kind of at a medium high level now. Um, but it's pleasant and just smooth, so it's fun. It's fun. Low bitterness, a very uh, low floral hop, and it finishes finishes semi sweet. I would say it's um, 
and which plays nicely off the the other cookie-like elements. Uh, very clean ale fermentation here. I'm not getting any off uh, flavors, anything obvious. Um, the only thing that's not really showing through much would be the, to me anyway, the raisin is not, not obvious. Uh, there's a light fruitiness there in the background, uh, combining with the esters in the beer, but it's, it's, you know, it's pretty subtle. Uh, but, uh, the balance overall is to the malt, of course, in this beer. There's not a lot of hop going on. It's a smooth chocolate and coconut linger into that aftertaste. That's just a nice rounded beer. It, it la- the finish lasts for a long time on this beer. It's really, <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I, I took a sip like you know two minutes ago, and it's still there. It's really nice. Coconut oil, man, that stuff is great, yep. and it lingers. Yeah, mouthfeel wise, it's medium bodied. Uh, I would say maybe a bit light for style, but not way out. Uh, just a very silky, oily texture to it. Medium low carbonation. I would say a little. Well, this this sample seems maybe a little more carbonated in this bottle, but uh, the the one I judged prior was a little low for the style. Uh, it could just be a bottle fill issue. Um, it's nice and creamy and smooth, like Austin Powers' crushed velvet suit. Uh, no astringency or harshness here at all. That's uh, a reference kind of out of the blue right in the middle of that score sheet. No. It's it's what I wanted to write, or right man. out of the purple, what, maybe, I should say. It's I, fun. I like to inject Very some, fun. some humor into my sheets sometimes. Yeah. Lighthearted, uh, fun, fun stuff. Yeah. Fun. No, there's no, well, is there warmth here? I'm debating that now. I said no warmth, but... There might be a hint to some warmth here. You know, honestly, the I think um, Paul's Pale Ale had a little bit more warmth than this does. Mm-hmm. Or at least yeah. it's showing, it showed through more than this does. There's a lot else here, yeah, too. Yeah, i got to so agree right. with you. Uh, There's a lot else here. I'd say this is a wonderfully pleasant <laughs> drinking beer. And, uh, and yeah, it comes across rather cookie-like. Uh, just missing a bit of that raisin flavor. If if you're declaring that, um, you should really make sure that it's being you know in the that's in the flavor a little more than this. Um, seemed like the CO two could come up on the, a touch on the sample I had um, prior, uh, or just check make sure you're not getting a lot of bottle variation. Just kind of test your bottles and, and and save one aside as you're entering competitions to to see if you need to amp it up and uh, and refill some more bottles before submitting. Um, the oils from the coconut may be kind of killing the head too. So you know, we forgive you. It's it's fantastically smooth beer. I gave it a thirty-eight. I really enjoyed it. Awesome, excellent. All right, Brian, go ahead, sir. Sir, right, young so, man. So I'm going to preface this a little bit with um, just some discussion about competition in general. So, beer comp is kind of like in Jason's. Like, oh God, Brian's talking again. Um, <laughs> That's I'm, I'm live blogging this right now. <laughs> Brian Brian is about to talk about some shit right now, and he's not going to shut up for a while. It's like hardcore history. (laughs) JP's diary entry. Maybe it's more like drunk history. (laughs) So beer comp is like a dog show, right? So imagine like Lassie. Everyone loves Lassie. Lassie is beautiful. She's smart. She speaks English. She knows every trick. She gets Timmy out of the well. I like how you started describing Lassie as beautiful. Why isn't Lassie beautiful? That's a beautiful dog. It's a beautiful dog. Seriously, have you never watched Lassie? <laughs> okay, I've never seen Jason kind of lose it like this. But seriously, have you never seen the this show? Dog is beautiful. And that dog is beautiful. That's a beautiful dog. Damn it! Oh God, damn it! No, seriously, how, how, look at me. Look at me in the eye and tell me that Lassie is not beautiful. Lassie's not. Be- Lassie's oh, a dog. Fuck you. <laughs> Lassie. 
Lindsay is beautiful. As I a guess dog. I don't describe animals as beautiful. Well, it's <laughs> unless I have an erection. Okay, okay. Well, okay, that, yeah. that, went, totally, that <laughs> went totally a direction I didn't Andrew's want it to like, go. All I want is fucking feedback. Lassie That's all I want. Beautiful as a dog, but imagine. Yeah. So Lassie, if you enter Lassie as a collie Whoa. at the dog show, <laughs> if you, if the category totally, that Lassie is entered in is a collie, yes, got if it, the right. category in which Lassie is entered is collie, yes. then Lassie will get the equivalent of fifty points okay. as a collie. Okay. Because Lassie is fucking perfect. Right. There's nothing that Lassie can't do, including rescue kids out of wells. Right. If well, you if, and if drive Lassie, a manual. I think it was six different dogs on the show. Exactly. Right. There's probably so, yeah. like twelve. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, but still my my point imagine though if if Lassie were entered into the show as a Saint Bernard. Right. And, and Lassie is being compared against a St. Bernard. Where are you going It's with this? just not going to... I know, but Lassie, I really want to find out. Lassie is a perfect collie, but yeah. she's only going to score like you know, 30 out of 50 okay. as a St. Bernard because she's not a St. Bernard. Sure. And this beer, uh, you know, the, the, my, my point here... Here we go, this Brian. Was, We're getting there. <laughs> beer is not a St. Bernard <laughs> or a collie. This is... The, my bottle had a 16B oatmeal stout. So oatmeal stout... Uh, doesn't have coconut. So, you know, like I said, Brian and I entered this, we were judged this both kind of independently. We came to the conclusion, we're going to do this as a fruit beer. Yeah. Okay. If you're in a competition and you entered this beer as an oatmeal stout, you're not going to get nearly as good a score as we gave you because it's not an oatmeal stout. It's an oatmeal stout that has fruit and some other things in it. So even though it's really good and I could sit and, you know, drink a couple of bottles of this and be really happy about it, it's... It's it's not the platonic ideal of an oatmeal stout. There's too much stuff in there. So what category you enter, especially when you add fruits and things, really becomes important. And you can you can hurt yourself if you don't think through what category you're getting. That's that's, that's my only point. <laughs> so when you send my beers to Doctor Homebrew, point. So let me just quickly run through this aroma. Ten out of twelve. It's dominated by the coconut. <laughs> There's some roast malt that's noticeable at a low level. No hop aroma. No off aromas. It's really good. Very coconutty. Uh, if you ever get like the big Kirkland Costco coconut oil container, and you pop that lid. It's like that you know four inch diameter top and. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to shove your nose. It just you're in the kitchen. You open that up and like, whoa, that's a lot of coconut. It's kind of like that aroma. <laughs> okay. it's damn smooth. Uh, right. Appearance three out of three. Uh, large head that uh, uh, settles kind of quickly because of the coconut oil. That's fine. It's tan, fine bubbles. Color is very dark brown. It's clear to the extent you can tell with a beer this dark. Uh, flavor. Initially, the flavor is coconut and dark malt with a little bit of roast to it. Uh, medium bitterness in mid-palate, a little more than I expected for this style. Uh, oatmeal stout should have like, really low hops, and when I, I tasted this, uh, I mean, my first few sips were like, well, this is really more bitter than I, I had expected. Uh, the bitterness lingers into the finish. Uh, it's very well attenuated. I gave this 12 out of 20 primarily for what I thought was a little excessive bitterness in this beer. Mouthfeel, 5 out of 5, medium body, medium high carb. Uh, low warming, uh, perky rather than creaming, not a str- creamy, it's not astringent. Overall impression, I gave it a 7 for a total score of 37. Uh, and essentially pointed out, we, we judged it as a fruit beer. Uh, you'd, you'd get probably closer to mid to low 20s in comp if you entered this as an oatmeal stout. Uh, I wouldn't reference this. My bottle it had coconut cookie written on it. 
the coconut overwhelms everything else that even if you're going to enter this as a fruit beer or a specialty beer, you've got to be careful when you enter a competition when you declare ingredients in the name of your beer because every every word you say, people are going to look for in the aroma and the flavor. And if this were a coconut oatmeal stout, which is kind of what it is, that's you're going to get a different score than if you call this coconut raisin cookie oatmeal stout. Because the like, as Brian was saying, I didn't really. There was discussion of brown sugar and raisins. Didn't really get either one of those. Brown sugar, unless you put a shitload in, and that yes, that is as we discussed before, a very formal brewing measurement. Uh, you're just the sugar's going to ferment out, and you're not going to get the um, the uh, uh, the flavors from the brown sugar unless you dump like a full box of that in. In that case, you almost might want to go with a molasses or, or something. But Okay. We got Andrew on the line here, finally. Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hello. Andrew. Hey, what's going on, dude? Sorry about that. It's probably my fault. No worries. It's all good. So he missed all our comments. He doesn't know anything we just said. <laughs> I have no idea. All I heard was molasses and brown sugar. Check That's all you really need to know, in man. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Brian gave a, a, a long dissertation on the, the Lassie. Of Lassie versus the St. Bernard or something. Well, I mean, as, as per uh, usual, imagine trying to get me to shut up. Talking about <laughs> dog I show. Imagine that. Yeah. Dog show versus homebrew competition. Uh, well, Brian, Shar, go ahead and just finish up, and we can sort of lightly recap for Andrew, and then um, Your overall you know, kind of go from there. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Essentially, the the recap. I really enjoyed the beer. There were really there were no off ar- off aromas or flavors. Technically, really well done. The uh, uh, the coconut flavor is really prominent. The other flavors, like the brown sugar or raisin or cookie or what have you, I just didn't really get them. And the point that I was was making here at the end was. Especially in competition, every word you put in a description of a beer, judges are going to look for that, that flavor or that aroma. Um, and if I had called, if you'd called this a coconut oatmeal stout, that's exactly what it is. But when I you see cookie or you hear raisin or brown sugar, uh, I just didn't really get any raisin or brown sugar or cookie character out of it. And it's, it's one of those things you got to be really careful when you enter. And it's it's hard to be objective. It's maybe why it's good. You have one of these beers like this. Try to grab a friend that you likes your beer, or it's a friend who is even marginally familiar with beer, and yeah. just ask him or her, "Hey, what do you taste? What do you like about this?" And I'm thinking about calling it a cookie. Does it taste like a cookie? Because uh, it can be really hard with a beer like this to be objective about what's really in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I get some cookie, but the rum kind of changes that. Is there yeah. rum? Yeah. I get oh. it in the nose, yeah. Isn't there? I think it's just coconut. It's the, the oh, coconut's get, really heavy. Andrew, is there rum in here? No, there's no rum, unfortunately. There's no rum Sorry. in here, really? Yeah. That's another beer? Yeah. Brian's telling me off mic that it's another beer. You can just talk in the mic. Yeah, just tell was, me I'm stupid. I don't want to... Dude, that's for the next we show. judged a different beer that supposedly had rum in it, and this has more rum character than that <laughs> one did. Ouch, yeah. I say that out loud? I mean... You said to say I'm talking mic. That's right. I, I don't know why I said that. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> no, but like, like swirling it and smelling it on the side, to me it smells like it smells like a lightly aged rum. I don't know. I'm getting... Get a, yeah. Malibu. I like it, like in a good in a good way. I got Maybe some, that's what it is. Some Maybe vanilla-like it's... notes in it as well. You know, that was something that yeah. There's some fun stuff in here, but it's just yeah, it could be from the Andrew. You want to drop your recipe for us, and we can kind of just go through that real fast. Sure, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. So, sixty-four and a half percent two row, 
American, uh, about nine, almost 10% chocolate, six and a half crystal 40, a um, little over 3% biscuit, Belgian biscuit, a uh, little over three special B, and then 12.9, rolled oats that I toasted in the oven before I put them in the mash. Ooh, nice. And also, smell nice. When I did the in the secondary, that's when I put the toasted coconut flakes, raisins, and brown sugar, and then I also throw some toasted coconut into the um, keg when it's sitting in the mm-hmm. kegerator, so you get a little bit more kick on the uh, coconut side. That's why I think that's why I'm getting the rum. It's the alcohol from the beer and yeah. then the um, the brown sugar. Yeah. Right, which Brian, like Brian's saying, the molasses, and then the kind of you know coconut. Like yeah. you were saying, Brian, some vanilla, the you know that. reminiscent of oak, and um, yeah, I, you could have fooled me by telling me that there's rum here. I would have been, I would have believed you. Yeah, so yeah, Brian gave it a thirty-seven. I gave it a thirty-eight. We both thought this was a really nice beer. How old is this, Andrew? Um, I made this in November of twenty eighteen. Hmm. So pretty, uh, pretty new. It's very well attenuated. Pre- yeah, pre- it's pretty new, but it doesn't taste. I mean, it doesn't taste like you know. A lot of times we'll get beers like this, and either they're 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 past their prime, or they need to age longer. Yeah, some rough edges. I, out, yeah. yeah, I couldn't say that about this at all. No, I think this is right. right now. Drink it right now, which is pretty. I think unique for a beer like this to be this young with a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Six months? Yeah, five months? Pretty light. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty light too. It's only it's a little under six percent alcohol, so it's not. Real mm. heavy on the alcohol yeah. either. Wow. It didn't have a big warming thing or anything. Yeah. Why did you decide to put special B in your malt bill? I really don't know. I just saw that a lot of other stout <laughs> recipes had it, and I there wanted to go. try it. and never used it before. Just for that a boy malt complexity. I, I think that was a good. I special B is so strong. I didn't mm-hmm. really perceive it in this beer, but anything more than about 3% was going to be like, oh, my God, this is nothing but Special B. Um, special B does give you huge raisin character, but it's so it's, – it's one of those things where it's like, don't taste it, don't taste it, don't taste it. You keep adding more. It's like, oh, my God, there's nothing but Special B. Yeah, it's a saturation it's point. So that tricky. and, like, like Munich, I think, yeah. is like that, too. Yeah, yeah. those are both – Munich is trickier than people give it credit for. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew, hey, do you uh, – what do you want out of this, this conversation so, right here? What are you looking for? I have made this beer probably six times now, and I've wow. not really changed the recipe that much. I've entered it in several competitions, and most recently I took first place in the dark ale category with this beer. Nice, man. Congrats. At a local competition. It's good. But I did enter it in NHC for this year, and I'm having a fear that it's going to be disqualified because of how I entered it. So I was having a hard time entering it because I didn't know exactly where to place this beer, and I thought maybe you guys could give me some input on that. 29A fruit beer. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to get disqualified for that reason. Did you enter it as oatmeal stout? Yep. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's not going to get DQ, but it's not going to score real high. That yeah. was kind of the very the, the part you missed at the very beginning where I talked about Lassie and Saber. So it, it, it was just, really fascinating to make it uh, super short. <laughs> I imagine you know, think about how Lassie is the perfect collie, but imagine you enter yep. Lassie as a Saint Bernard, 
Right. Imagine if you dress up as a St. Bernard well, yeah, in her Lassie. Well, you have to imagine that. Because yeah, Lassie's I mean, beautiful. Come on, that's last Thursday night. But uh, She's a beautiful dog. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. The point is, it's you know the people don't expect coconut in the oatmeal style. It's just not going to score great. Yeah. I want to go back a little bit with your recipe, and I like – so with the raisins, and I'm, I'm curious to get Brian's perspective on this too. Because the, we talked – you kind of came in talking about molasses, or we were talking about molasses. Raisins tend to ferment out a lot, and they give you kind of a thinner body but not a lot of flavor. Uh, brown sugar will also ferment out most of the way, unless, but unless you use a lot of it, you're not going to get much flavor mm, contribution from white it. White molasses-like kind yeah. of thing, yeah. In which case, you might just want to use molasses. And I think that in terms of making a ra- – if you want to make an oatmeal – coconut raisin oatmeal cookie beer, I might – as much as Special B is tricky, I might bump the Special B up a little bit, maybe to 5%. Because uh, that's going to give you that raisin or that raisin character. Um, and I might, instead of the brown sugar or in addition to the brown sugar, maybe add a little molasses. Because yeah. the molasses is not going <laughs> to ferment out as much. You're going to get more of the residual because yeah. they're longer chain sugars and it's going to stick around more for flavor. I also think that the, okay. the coconut is very prominent here, and you could either, I don't know if you put it right from the oven into your, you know, uh, some people might let it, let it sit in a little while, uh, but, or you could uh, just lighten it up a little bit, because all the oils from that are also kind of killing your head, and an oatmeal stout, you expect a nice, big, fluffy head, but it's mm-hmm. it's dying out pretty quick. Those oils are just kind of eating it up. <laughs> I really like the coconut character the way it I, is. The though. character is nice. Yeah, don't coconut get me wrong. Character I like is it. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's nice, but it's it's pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy. It's very heavy. Yeah, I would personally, as long as they get it enough in balance with the style. But uh, yeah, I didn't have any problems getting the style elements here either. Like everything no. else was there too. So that you know, that's a good beer. Uh, yeah. It's a really good beer. Well, I, I try backing sure. off your coconut twenty percent. What do you guys yeah, think maybe. about that? Maybe twenty percent, ten. ten. Yeah, that's ten. maybe. Do it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Just back it off just, just a little bit. It's so prominent. If, if you want to change it, if you yeah. like it the way it is, which clearly I think Andrew does because he hasn't really changed the recipe in six six <laughs> rounds of this. Like, yeah. you know, some people like coconut more than others. Um, yeah, but look, man, it's a, it's a good beer, and uh, yeah, hopefully you won't. I don't think you'll get DQ'd like like Char was saying because uh, isn't it up to the discretion? Well, you won't get disqualified. They'll, they'll, they'll just they'll just move it. Well, won't, no, won't they just gonna, re- it's not going to no. get moved. So here's what's going to happen. It oh, won't get moved, to but get it'll get disqualified. Right. And I put my, you, yeah. you have to, it's got to be something like, okay, the bottle is half full, right? Or, or you, wrote, you, you wrote John's beer on the cash. Or, yeah, yeah, okay. Something crazy. Uh, you know, you, you're not going to get disqualified. Yeah. You're just going to – someone's going to – you're going to be in a flight of oatmeal stout, and people are going to pour this beer out, and they're going to be like, oh, my God. It's really good, but it's super coconut. Hey, Stewart, can you bring us the second bottle in case this got mis mislabeled? And they'll bring the second bottle. It'll be coconut too, mm-hmm. and you'll get like a twenty four, twenty five because it's you know, oatmeal stout doesn't have coconut in it. Yeah. So I mean, it'll be okay. It, it is what it is. You're not going to get disqualified, but you're going to get a lower score than your beer would have gotten had it been entered as a fruit beer. And then don't read the the score sheets <laughs> because it'll just piss you off. Oh yeah, no, they'll still send you yeah. everything. But yeah, and then yeah. Brian, Brian's absolutely right. Like they will, they'll score it as an oatmeal stout, but they'll note everything and, and tell you why it's not an oatmeal stout, mm-hmm. which yeah, will just yeah. make you mad because you know it's you know why yeah. <laughs> already. So, uh, but yeah, they'll, they'll send you everything still too. 
Yeah, you guys just had somebody on that sent in a brown beer, and you guys said it tasted just like an oatmeal cookie. Mm-hmm. And then he yep. entered it or submitted it to you or something as the wrong classification, too, and you corrected him. So that was interesting. It's you cookie beer brewers, dude. What What's mm, going yeah. on? Cookie monster. I don't know. People like desserts and people like beer, so we <laughs> yeah. try to mix them together. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny is I had some Samoas left from my daughter's uh, Girl Scout troop from cookie sales. So I had yeah. just a few Samoas. So when I finished actually judging this, I sat down and I finished the bottle. Uh, eating some Samoas and drinking this beer, and damn, was that a fine evening. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Andrew, do you have any other questions for these weirdos? Um, No, I just... Just giving you guys props. I've been listening for a while now, and it's always enjoyable, and I like getting new information, and I was looking forward to the critique, so now I'm going to have to listen back and Thanks hear what you said. Did right. you, uh, yeah, apologies about that, man. That's that's 100 no probably my fault. Did you put in any other entries in the uh, national competition, or this is your only? I did a cream ale and oh, okay. uh, JP's favorite New England IPA. <laughs> nice. Uh, suddenly the line is fuzzy. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, gotta... <laughs> I hope your other beers do well, sir. I, I uh, um... thank you. Yeah, they, they won't. They won't allow to change it. Since I know the the way they run these, they, they wouldn't. Even if you knew the organizer, they they would they would just have to say, "I'm sorry, this is the way you entered it." So, yeah, that's right. Oh, well, next year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's a learning it process. All right, Andrew. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it, dude. Thanks, guys. It's sorry, only twenty-five bucks for the entry fee, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you. Take care. All right. Yeah, that that was fun. We had some really fun beers on this show. Yeah, it's a good one, man. Let's take a it's all quick, for fun. Let's take a quick break, real fast, and uh, we'll come back and we'll give some stuff away. It's Doctor Homebrew. Don't leave. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, Star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the five-star treatment today. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. I'm glad you stayed with us, everybody, because this is the best part of the show where we give away a $40 gift certificate to Grog Tag. Go to grogtag.com for all your custom labels, coasters, bottle caps, metal signs, tasting mats. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just let you in on a little thing. They're working on um, uh, potentially customized six-packs. Ooh. Um, six pack and I don't know. Yeah, Ooh. and I don't know if I'm supposed to say wow. that. It's maybe a few months out. But, you just uh, did, though. I'm what? Just, I'm just dropping it. I'm just dropping it. Grog Tag's working hard for you. And, uh, you know, they want to be cool. All right. 
What do we got? We got a really, really close this time. The Collie beat out the uh, German Shepherd this time. Hmm. I don't even know what that means. Well, last Fuck. rescued Timmy from the well, damn it. Come on. Oh, man, uh, Mr. Ed was a kid. handsome, ho- like a handsome. <laughs> handsome. Like, I swear to God, man, I'm, uh, I'm not like that, but you know yeah. what? Mm-hmm. If I was a, another dude horse, I'm I don't, telling I don't you. go for he male horses horse, either. Of course. <laughs> well, of course. So, uh, yeah, actually, um, Andrew wins the uh, Grog Tags. Grog Tags, baby. Andrew. All right, good job. Yeah. It was really close. They were both great beards. Uh, they were good beards. Excellent. That's absolutely one hundo on that regard. All right. We are going to get out of here. Shorter show, I feel like. Maybe not. Eh, no. It's probably eh, 50 minutes, maybe 56, whatever. Oh, man. It'll be fine. Uh, anybody, if there's anybody listening live, which, you know, it's 9 o'clock on a Thursday. I can't imagine that. But uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back with another show. we got two brand-new beers to drink and tell you all about and interview some homebrewers and fellow homebrewers. And if you want to send your beer in to us, just email brian at thebrewingnetwork.com, and you can get your beers on our show, and we'd love to have them. Absolutely. All right, everybody, until next time, we'll see you later.